Startup Growth Engines by Sean Ellis. Summary from 4-Minute Books. Written by Nicholas Gouquet and read by Craig Trailer. One-sentence summary. Startup Growth Engines shows you the strategies and tactics startups like Uber, Facebook and Yelp have used to achieve phenomenal growth in a short period of time and how you can use them to solve big problems on a grand scale. Favourite quote from the author. Growing is not just a concern of sales and marketing, but of product, engineering and support too. It is this organisation-wide commitment to growth that ultimately sets these companies apart. Startups are probably the most controversial topic in the 21st century. There's an incredible amount of noise about unicorns, hypergrowth, venture capital, great ideas, the cult of entrepreneurship, and on and on. But really, startups aren't new. It's a different word for a new business. People have founded businesses for thousands of years. The only thing that changed is speed. The speed of acquiring customers, attracting money, building an image, and of course, speed of going broke. You don't see the 90% of startups that fail to live out beyond their first five years and are wound down all quietly in secret. But you do see that it took Facebook only eight years to reach one of seven people on the planet. This kind of growth speed is what all investors and founders desire, what everyone outside the startup land envies, and is also the hardest part to achieve. At the core of it, it is growth hacking, a term the author of Startup Growth Engines, Sean Ellis, invented. It's just one piece of the puzzle, but one of the most important ones. So let's take a close look at how it works in three lessons. One, start big but small. Two, try freemium if you meet these conditions. Three, build a free tool to attract the right audience. Right, ready to become a growth hacker? Let's learn how to market in the 21st century. Lesson one, start big, but small. Huh? What the hell is that supposed to mean? It means you should go for a big share of a small market. Most startups aim for the opposite. They'd rather grab 1% piece of a $100 million market than 100% of a $1 million market. The problem with the former is that you'll be the last rat to join the race and the competition ain't pretty. The latter might not even be competed for at all. The best way to start doing this is to start locally, limiting yourself to a physical location where your ideal customer hangs out is the easiest way to make sure you don't reach for too much right off the bat. For example, Facebook was initially limited to Harvard students and Uber exclusively served people in San Francisco. You can also focus on certain segments online, like PayPal did with eBay power sellers, the ones who most benefited from their product. Going for a big share in a small market allows you to do several things. One, not drown in competition. Two, collect precious data about your ideal customers. Three, expanding gradually by swapping from one market into the next that's bordering on yours. Lesson two, experiment with freemium model, but only under certain conditions.
a great way to make sure you actually do reach a substantial share of your small target market is to go the freemium route. Freemium simply means there's a version of your product that people can use for free, with an upgrade to more and better functionality being optional. For example, most gaming apps now work this way. You can download and play the game for free, but to access certain features or to advance faster, you have to pay. Plenty of software services also do this, like Dropbox, Evernote, and Trello. Beware of two things though. One, is your product easy enough to use? And two, can you offer a proper reason to upgrade later? A complicated product which takes some time to learn to use properly, often doesn't work in a freemium model. Because people haven't invested any money. So why bother committing several weeks to learning a new piece of software? For example, ConvertKit is an email marketing software for professional bloggers, but you have to learn a lot to use it properly. By having to pay first, you're more likely to make use of their customer support, demos and workshops to actually learn how to get the most out of it. Dropbox, on the other hand, is dead simple to use. The only problem you could run into is running out of space and voila, there is your clear reason to upgrade and buy Dropbox Pro. Lesson three, build a free tool that solves a problem to get people to know you. Online marketers do a lot of things wrong these days, but this one they get right. A free tool that solves a pressing problem for your target customer is a great way to get yourself noticed and potentially draw more people into your freemium model, which then helps you get that big market share of your local market. For example, CoSchedule, a content planning software, made a headline analyzer, which instantly tells you how good your headline is. Neil Patel has built an SEO analyzer which tells you what you can optimize to rank better in Google. Social media scheduling company Buffer created Pablo, an app that lets you make beautiful images for your social media updates in seconds. These kinds of little side projects and helpful tools can become their own platforms, drawing in thousands of potential customers, which give you their contact information and sometimes even a chance to personally help them so you can learn even more about who you're serving. Startup Growth Engines Review The big, fat caveat is that the lessons from Startup Growth Engine is this. These strategies only work when your actual product is something people want and need. That part you can't look up in a book. You have to keep your eyes open, look around, and try to come up with your own creative solution to real problems. You have to become an artist before you can become a scientist. When you have the right thing, or think you do, then these strategies will give you the feedback you need to learn if that's true. But please, don't abuse them and try and sell what's never meant to be sold. More of the same crap we already have enough of. What else can you learn from the Blinks? 1. How Jack Dorsey found the idea for payment service Square. 2. What you can do to find ideas for most have products. 3. How GitHub overcame their freemium model problem. 4. Why HubSpot is a great example of content marketing. And 5. The key to virality. 
Who should I recommend startup growth engines summary to? The 24-year-old who's simply sick of hearing his friends complain about the same problems again and again. The 64-year-old who's angry she never had the means to realise her creative ideas 40 years ago, but could now benefit from how things have changed. And anyone who ever caught themselves trying to sell something they didn't believe in.